Thank you for tuning in to Detail Memoirs. This episode is brought to you by Rotafest and Zenware. Rotafest is the most powerful mobile invoicing software designed for auto detailers and recon professionals on the market today. More than just a mobile invoicing app, it gives you a complete suite of tools to manage your business. Yes, it has a mobile app designed for the iPhone and Android to decode the VIN and create an invoice in the field. But it also includes integration with QuickBooks, customer management tools, text and email reminders, reports, and now inventory management is included in this powerful suite of tools. Learn more about Rotafest at rotafest.com. Yo, good day and welcome to another episode of RotaFest Detail Memoirs. And if you guys saw, I went, uh, I did a little post like 40 minutes ago and Rod didn't bring me hot chocolate. So it didn't work. <laughs> Rod was stuck in a snowstorm and didn't think he was going to get here because if you don't have an idiot driving next to you at five miles an hour, you have an idiot driving next to you at 50 miles an hour that thinks it's four-wheel drive and stop. <laughs> Ain't that so, the truth. It is. Uh, today's a carbon copy of yesterday. Snow on the ground, 25 degrees. Welcome to Idaho. Yeah, that is so, it. I'm Jody. And I'm Rod Pusey. And this is our last podcast show, whatever you want to call it, Detail Memoirs of 2021. And I'm very excited to have our guest on today, Red Clay Detailing. Yes, sir. And that is an awesome name for a company. I know you've heard that before, but Red Clay Detailing is an awesome name if you know what about detail. So good afternoon, good morning, wherever you are in the world. Yeah, he's in Georgia. So. I know. And it's raining in Georgia. <laughs> it's storming in Georgia. It's not it's storming in Georgia. <laughs> uh, how you doing today, my brother? Oh, man, I'm doing good. Just um, navigating these. I, as we spoke before I got on air and came on air, you know, I was an hour away from here trying to get to the shop. So it's wrecks and pileups. And I mean, it's literally pileups. It was the other side of the highway. It's, you had the big record trucks um, for the tractor trailers on the highway. So that's how bad it is. Yeah. I think wow. In, in Idaho um yesterday or it was the first snow of the year but in the first snow of the year we had 29 accidents on the freeway and it's not a big community i mean it's it's not big We're, and there's 29 accidents on the freeway wow yeah it's, yeah it's just the word our, our uh, speaker normally goes through the big one and somehow we i bought a brand new laptop and uh, so we're still yeah rod's uh, been throwing money around which is unusual <laughs> for him because he's, when he sits so, yeah, just trying to invest in our company. We've uh, bought a lot of laptops, new equipment, and we're just trying to level up. So we're still trying to make sure everything is dialed in correctly. So, yeah, so we're super excited. We met you years ago yeah, at Air Force One. And I just got to say, um, you have the most gentle, calming demeanor of anybody I've ever met. Um, but your work ethic is like impeccable, right? And I just remember those first times talking to you. I'm like, man, I just really like this guy. And he just makes you feel comfortable, makes you feel at home. And I'm sure you bring that same thing, not only, uh, you know, just one-on-one, but in every aspect of your business. So let's talk about how you got started in uh, detailing. I've, I've always... I'm. I've had jobs, so my career was, I, I'm formally t- trained as an electronics and computer engineer. So I worked in uh, 
satellite communication, broadcast and radio engineering. And, and I've dabbled in several entrepreneur ventures like real estate a while back. So back in 2003, I got into real estate. Well, I was in real estate and the market got soft. And my, I had rental property and they went vacant and I needed money. And I was like, I need cash today, not 30 days from now, not six months from now. So I was like, what can I do? And I thought about it. And a friend of mine, several years later, several years before, we had, he had a little, I don't know, a little sprayer that we threw in the back of my truck. When times got soft, we used to install satellite systems. So when times got a little slow, we would go out and wash cars. So I'm like, hey, I can do that. So that's what I did. I went, I went and just bought a few supplies. I had an upright vacuum cleaner, cleaner that you can put a, a, a with the, the nozzle onto it. Yeah, yeah. I had that, and I would take people cars uh, to the self car wash. I, I targeted my my market. So near my house, there was a main thoroughfare, and I just went to all the businesses that could, that would you know I could get in the door. <laughs> yeah. So. So there, there that, you go. There's that lesson is number cool. one. Start with what you have and make it work. Right. Right. Exactly. That's exactly what I did. And the people, I, several other people I talked to, they had me take detailer cars right down site. Some of them let me hook up my holes and just take the car in the back of the building, wash it. Then others, they allowed me to drive to the car wash because it was right down the street. So um, I took the car to the car wash, brought it back. I left my truck there. So they, I guess, you know, for whatever reason, they trusted me. So, I, you know, I didn't even think about what I was doing, but I was just like, look, I, you know, I, I'll take your car down to the car wash, wash it back, and everybody was cool with it. So it worked. And that lasted for about three years. I got tired of it because I built my business, buying some buying equipment. And about three years, I, I just worked myself into a hole, and I wanted to get back into my career. And I went back into the... Uh, my main line, my lane, my main line of work. And so I stopped detailing, but I started, kept getting calls. So people wanted to, uh, still wanted, wanted me to take care of their cars because it's like, we can't find anybody to take care of our cars like you were taking care of. So I took on a few more clients, few clients, took them back on. That was like 2007. And I just kind of maintained those few people. I didn't really, I worked them around my job part time. As I continue to work, and then about 2014, my jobs, I was working at a TV station, and they was like, "You need to reapply for your job." We restructured the company, la 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 la. Yeah, and I was like, mm, and they didn't tell the manager. The manager didn't even know that we had to do it. <laughs> that just tells you how what kind of situation it was. And I was like, I don't want this game. I'm tired, and I just went full steam ahead. I got the severance they they gave me. I took that and here I am. What, seven years later? That's cool, man. <laughs> I think I don't That's think awesome. we've had anybody like bootstrap the way you did. I mean, I'm just picturing you with your vacuum with the little hose. I mean, that's what I do at home. <laughs> you know, and you got Rod, you know, he's the complete opposite. He's got a, a garage. You know, all of his cars are in there. He's got, you know, the oh, super yeah. vac, all the tool. I mean, yeah. So I straight bootstrap, strictly bootstrap. Yeah. Well, you got you, and now now you've been this. I mean, you're seven years into it. You uh, you're in the Atlanta. Are you actually in Greater Atlanta, or are you just in the surrounding? 
downtown Atlanta, right smack dab in the middle of downtown Atlanta. You're like in the O of Hot Atlanta, right there. Yes. <laughs> so if you ever come through Atlanta, seen Georgia Tech, seen yep. those, I'm near there. I'm near, in, in, in that area. Okay. So then, now when we met you, it was at a uh, Air Force One event. Mm-hmm. And so, when did you go through and do your formal training with uh, Detailing for Success? That was 2016, April 2016 is when I did my training. And uh, I wish I had done it a lot sooner. Uh, yep. but, that's, but that's a common thing we hear. And I, you know, I mean, I think, okay, lesson number two, ladies and gentlemen, get trained. And there's a ton of training facilities, right? You can go to Big Bear, you can train at that facility, you can train with some of the. I, we've actually, like you talked about bootstrapping and then compared it to us. And, and, and I, sometimes I feel, uh, I feel very blessed in some of the things we've been able to do. And I also feel ashamed because we don't do professional detailing because I was talking to Jody just the other day and there's, we were at a training event at the Rupes training center. And we literally had Jason Rose, Rennie Doyle, Bob Phillips, Keith DePlessy, both of the Parker brothers. Yeah. Mark Elliott. Mark Elliott. I can't even remember who else Prince was there. Prince of St. Clair. Prince of St. Clair. All of them standing <laughs> around us. And as I'm working on this car, I'm thinking, just the amount of knowledge that is standing behind me and watching me is enough to make you quiver in your boots. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, training is one of the things that we really emphasize people do. Go to a one-day training. If you, if you want to get your feet wet and you don't want to drop all the money at once, go to a one-day training. They have them all over the country. There's many, many training facilities all over. And... Um, you know, I think that's one of the big things that we're seeing now is a lot of training coming. So, so what was out of your time doing this and the different times you've been trained, what do you think is the most uh, probably impactful thing that you've learned in your years of doing this? This is a business. So no matter how much you love detailing cars, you know, some people do it. They say it's a passion. Yeah, that's fine. But if you're trying to support your family and uh, make a living of it, you have to balance the, the, the passion with with uh, making a living because I personally I don't see myself working sixteen hours a day just rubbing on somebody's car. I have <laughs> two two kids, a wife. I'd rather be rubbing on my wife. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm with you there. I'm with you. You know, it's funny because I asked Levi Gates one time. I'm like, I'm like, so when you do a full like. Uh, start with decam- decontamination and you go full on three step correction all the way through ceramic coating. I mean, are you spending eight, 10 hours a day? And he's like, Oh, heck no. He's like, Oh, no. He's like, I got stuff to do. You get it in and get it out. I'm like, Oh, okay. Well, that there's a passion went out the door right there. But I, I get it. I get it. I think that's so lesson number three if you're taking score at home. Take your passion, but also remember it's a business. You're making a living doing this. And you have to be efficient. So Absolutely. with that in mind, what are some of the keys to your, in your business to keeping yourself efficient? Especially being a single operator. Yeah. So as a single operator, I, I, I take on jobs that I want. I think that's, that's the biggest thing. Uh, if I know that I can't or it's something I just don't want to do, I'm going to price it higher than... <laughs> Then I think the customer's willing to pay. Sometimes I price it and the customer like, they'll go for it, but then I'm kicking myself. But at the same time, <laughs> <laughs> should have made it higher. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, that's, that's one of the lessons. More for this job. Yeah, I generally uh, market jobs that I want. So I I market. At one point in time, I was doing a lot of interiors, and I just got burned out from interior. Um, but I, I was making money at it. It kept me in business. So, uh, but then I started marketing jobs I want, and that that was an advice I I got from um, I think it was Chris or Kristen Parker, one of the one of the detail boss uh, guys from the detail market. So they was like, just market the jobs you want. So then I started doing that. So I started getting more paint correction, uh, more ceramic coatings. And and just easy jobs. I mean, you're talking about in a matter of three hours, I'm making a thousand dollars. I mean, where else you gonna do that? Right. Back to lesson number two. It's a business. So <laughs> I think that that is, you know, I heard that years and years ago, um, uh, where it basically it, look at somebody that you want to be like, right? The Will Smith movie about this too. And pick somebody's lifestyle that you emulate, right? And I'm not talking about like envy or covet or all, you know, I'm saying, man, I'd really like to be in that situation and then find out how they do that. That's And that's one of the reasons we do this entire memoirs. Really, this is dedicated to having people like you come on and tell us your story so that other people can learn from it, you know? And we've all made mistakes. We've tons of mistakes. But I think that it's key to hone it down to the things you want to do. Diana Balboni, years and years ago, we were talking to her at another uh, Air Force One Mafia event. And she was like, I, I'm i a little gal. I don't do big trucks. Somebody comes to me with a big truck, the price went way, way up <laughs> because I can't climb all over those things. And the opposite is true. <laughs> she needs a scaffold. Yeah. The opposite is true for uh, uh, for people we know that are just huge. And they're like, I can't do a, a Mini Cooper. I can't get in the interior. Of it. So again, like you said, market to what you want to do. So in the Atlanta area, what would you say is your your bread and butter? Bread and butter right now for the past, I would say the past couple of years, basically since right before COVID, it started becoming ceramic coatings and paint correction. So that's what people are coming to me for. I do get the interior inquiries, but uh, for the most part, a lot of them, they just don't want to pay my price for the interiors anymore. Um, so I get a few here and there, but it's mainly paint correction, ceramic coatings. Um, and just overall, and I have some customers where I just maintain their car. I have a guy, he's, um, his go-to guy. I just maintain his cars. So you have, I have those. So I have those, those long-term clients that, that even when it's slow, I still have them in the cycle. Even when it's raining, I still have people I can put on the schedule. As soon as it stops raining, I have those people. Um, I think I- one of the key things that I'm taking away that's kind of underlying this is you can be a, single operator and make a really good business yes if you're invested in yourself by getting trained properly but you're also willing to give up business that really doesn't fit your personality your interests your skills right Mm -hmm. i mean if you don't want to do interiors one of the best ways to do it is make your prices so high that one it deters the people that you really don't want to but it also makes it worth your time if they right. do choose to opt for that service. Right. Absolutely. So, and I'm not against interior just that you're going to pay for it. That's, that's yeah. the bottom line. Yeah. And that's the people, that's what people have to understand as a detailer, as a professional, as someone who's invested in their training, like someone who goes to college, they spend all this money to become a doctor, lawyer, whatever, I don't know, engineer, or just, uh, 
I don't know what whatever you spent time going to college to train for. It's the same with detailing. We've invested in this in, in some way or some fashion. It may not have been college, but you've invested time and energy learning how to do this and acquired a skill. So why not charge for having this skill and this knowledge? Yeah. And I, I think that's a real, <clears throat> um, you know, you, you see those memes and you see things posted all the time. But the reason that you pay the price that you pay for the services is because of the knowledge and the training. It's understanding what's going to happen when you put that pad on that paint. It's it's for the years of training and knowledge to do that because you can mess something up in a heartbeat. Right. I mean, you can you can burn through paint that fast and it's done and now you're down at the body shop. So, you know, I think that that, you know, as we go into 2022, some of the things we're looking at is um, some with the IDA is some consumer advocacy stuff is teaching consumers why they want to go to somebody that's trained and somebody that's certified and somebody that's part of a, a professional organization. And uh, that's part of it is just to say, look, this is this is not, you know, Biff from uh, back to the future, <laughs> the future. With a bucket standing on the corner. <laughs> this is these are professionals that have dedicated their lives and their training and their business and their livelihood to this to this, you know, uh, industry. So um, now that you've been doing this a while, right, I mean, you're an old hand at this is little there's a little salt in your beard there. You know, what would you give advice to the younger guys? Because I see this all the time on the on the Facebook and on the forums and stuff. Of how do I get started and what do I do? Getting started is definitely treat it as a business. If you know there's something you want to make money at, get the business training. Find whether it's a local college or other professionals around you, but get the business knowledge that you need mm-hmm. to run it as such uh, rather than just a hustle. Cause a lot, I hear a lot of people. I'm just grinding, grinding, hustling. That's fine, but I mean, if, if you're in your thirties, by the time you reach your forties, you're gonna be worn out. Yep. <laughs> so find a way to. Whether I don't care if you're washing cars, be the best car wash, best run operation in terms of car wash you can be. Uh, if you want to just focus on the high level stuff, focus on it. But just figure out your niche and don't sell yourself short because you're offering a service that people want. And they're going to pay for it. Yep. And with, with all that's going on, all the negative stuff that's happened in the last two years, the one positive piece, and I was talking to uh, uh, a friend of ours in the detailing industry yesterday, the one positive thing that I've seen out of this is people are more focused on cleaning. There have been more detailing companies open up in the last two years, and people have increased their business by 100%. So... It, it is it is easier now in my mind to get people involved in this. People know about it. They watch it. They see it. They know what a ceramic coating is. Jody and I get hit up for the ceramic coating at least once a month. And we're a software company, right? I look at Jody. I be like, "You want to put it uh, front? You got a Saturday? Let's go!" Because people see just they just see anything that says detail, and they get a hold of it. So um, I think take advantage of that. You know, in your area. You're you're a moderately mild climate, you know, compared to like 25 degrees and six inches of snow on the ground. So people need to understand in your area, how would you say that there's a big slowdown in the wintertime or does it just change? It it slows down, um, but it also changes because a lot of people not moving around as much. So it's definitely a slowdown Um, right now. This season, this year, combined combined with COVID, it's a little different. But generally in the winter, it slows down because as you start going into the holiday season, so people are 
changing, redirecting where they're putting their monies. Um, but then, like I said, I have certain clients. So if you have a certain niche, there are people going to always buy. Um, but that, that, that one time sharp agility may not come as fast or as frequent as you may think in this time of the year. Um, because it's, and also they're traveling, people are traveling, going to see family, things of that nature. But it is the winter does see a slowdown here. Uh, but at, if you build your clientele and get those regular, your customers, your customer base, someone you're servicing on a regular basis, you always eat, you eat every, every day. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's the thing. I think, I think people need to get creative, you know, in their slow times, you go, you reach out to those, uh, those, um, long-term clientele and you offer them something during those slow times. I've seen a lot of people doing that right now. They're like, Hey, you know, I've got a, <laughs> an opening on Thursday, you know, and they reach out to their clientele, do some mailers. Um, you know, if you're using some kind of software, you know, like for the best meet, you can have those automatic mailers that go out um, and get creative in your area, but know your area. I think that's the key is know your area and know your clientele. I know several people that um, because of some of the equipment they have, the pressure washing equipment that they have during the slow times, they offer different services. They'll go out and they'll pressure wash uh, swimming pools and stuff in the off season. And they'll do that kind of cleaning as well. Drive ports, all that stuff. Yeah. I think one of the things too, is, as I look at, um, as I'm listening to you, being able to educate your customer as to what you really do, because I think a lot of times they look at it. Oh, you're just washing a car. Oh, well here, take a polisher and you polish that car and come back to me. Right. I think I was talking to another detailer yesterday and I was talking about the value of not only educating his customers, but doing on occasion like a DIY Saturday. Yeah. And as we were talking about it, he goes, they're really fun to do because one, I get to interact with customers one-on-one. -on -one. I get to build that relationship. I also get to educate them not only on how to do something, but how challenging it is and that the knowledge that I'm bringing is worth the value. So a lot of these guys come to their DIY, his DIY Saturday and they actually go, uh, yeah, I'm just going to have you do it. <laughs> yeah. 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 I haven't gotten into the DIY Saturdays, but that's, um, I know, uh, I can't even think of the name now, but next level rod there, they up the road for me about 40 minutes from me. So they do something like that. And so, uh, so it's a good opportunity to get, get face to face and where the customers can, or even if they're not your customer, but they have an opportunity, you know, to see exactly what's going on. So I definitely recommend if you have the opportunity to do something like that, uh, it's, it's, it's wide open in terms of what can be done in terms of your operation. Even if you don't have a shop, you can partner with someone uh, that has a location, maybe an audio shop or something like that. Like my shop is not my shop. I'm just written space in it. So. Yeah. And a lot of people have started out that way. We've got a, a, a guy that we know in, in Salt Lake City and he, him and another guy both have shops, but they switch off. When one's busy, they work together and then, hey, it's like, hey, I got a big ceramic job and they split it. Yeah. Um, and, 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 and that way they're both maintaining their business. They had a one day event, a PNS one day event in Utah, and there were a ton of people that showed up. Yeah, it was fabulous. And we gained them customers. Yeah. Just, we said, hey, I'm doing some. You know, we want to do a floor mat. We're in the middle of a training, and we went around and went to all the businesses and asked if we clean their floor mats. And he's picked up business from that. Where they're like, "Man, I love what you guys did here. Do my car." So, um, I think 
You know, the other thing is uh, on, on the business training you were mentioning, um, Jody and I and Princess St. Clair started a series called Business 101. It's on Detail Memoirs. So go to the YouTube channel. We post all that stuff, and you can see all of those. I think we and we're, we're we just like recorded six, our seventh yeah, episode, six, seven so. episodes of that. And this is about the knowledge. I mean, it's if you don't for those who are watching who haven't engaged or anything from from Prentice, please listen to that. I've actually listened to a few of those uh, podcasts that's been that you guys have yeah. posted up. So he's a wealth of knowledge. He's been detailing for a long time. So. So, yeah, so wherever you can get knowledge, it doesn't matter who it comes from because it can make it maybe that one thing yep. that could just make a difference in the, saving you some time, saving you some money, saving you a whole lot of headache. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. A whole lot of headache. Yeah, absolutely. I, and, and I think that a lot of times people don't look at that aspect of education, right? And, and, I, and I'll straight up be honest. You know, when I was younger, I never read self-help books. Thank God for podcasts because I listen to them all the time now, right? But I, but if I'm really honest with myself, I kind of had an arrogance that said, you know what? I'll figure it out. Well, why struggle and wrestle with your business when somebody's already gone through the process and they're willing to sharing that knowledge with you either in a podcast, in a Saturday training event, in a book, it costs you twenty four ninety five. I mean, those are the cheapest investments in your business that will alleviate those headaches that your arrogance and your pride are, you know, forcing you to fight through it instead of getting the help to propel your business forward. Right. Yeah, and definitely because you don't know everything. No matter how much you tell yourself, you're the smartest. You're the greatest detailer. You're the greatest business operator. There's someone out there that knows something or has has that like again that one thing or two things whatever it is has something that could just help you turn that corner, and that's what training did for me. I'm a hands I'm more of a hands on kind of learner when certain certain things. So I like to get in there and get get down and dirty because I just pick it up. It's just something I just pick up quicker. Um, I read and I, I you know listen to the podcast and, and watch videos and things like that. But I'm also I'm. I'm a visual learner. I'm a hands-on. Get put it in front of me, and that's I grab it. In most cases, yeah. I, I'm the same way. That's why you know, like the first time we met you when we were at Air Force One, I got to get in on it. I got to get you know, give me a polish. Got to touch it. I can't just stand here and watch somebody do it. Yeah. Um, and I think it's it's interesting. I want to go back two sentences ago. You said something about when you think you're the greatest, and this is something that I've held on to for a hundred years. And I am I'm not a young man. Um, I will admit it. When I was younger, my my father and I used to watch. Uh, boxing, and I was a big Muhammad Ali fan. Yeah. And you know, Muhammad Ali, I'm the greatest. I'm great. Every time that I hear that statement, and every time I think that I'm that my head's getting too big, I honestly, this is no joke. His voice comes in the back of my head, and I hear this: "I am the greatest. I am the greatest." And I look at, and I just laugh, and I'm like, "Yeah, that's that's what you're doing right now. You're 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 ballooning up. You're dancing around. You're trying to put on that you're the great, and it, it really humbles me." So. I mean, the lesson there that I've learned is take something that grounds you, you know, that brings you back. And I know that you're a big, you're a big workout guy, right? You, like in it, it, it just, I know from talking to you personally, that part of it is just that self grounding and that getting you ready for the day and going through the rituals. And um, I think people need to do that. I know it sounds, you know, like Jody said, as an older gentleman, it sounds great. 
as a younger guy, you're like, oh, I don't need any of that. I'm just going to go on and kill it. I'm a grind, 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 grind. I'm going to be a business guy. That's not how it works. There's things you know and you don't know. Ground yourself and find that thing that humbles you and grounds you. Yeah, absolutely. I, I just turned 50 this year and, you know, your body hurts in places you never thought they hurt. <laughs> <laughs> comes from just, you know, things I've done in the past, just working myself. Because when I started this, like, again, I started detailing and I, I kind of stopped working out as much as I, I wasn't as consistent. Mm-hmm. And I had shoulder injuries. And, and, I'm, and the shoulder injuries came from just, I reached back in the back. One day I just reached in the back of my truck <laughs> and felt this sharp pain. I'm like, and it, it took me a while to get rid, you know, to get back on track with physical therapy and things like that. But just, yeah. so I love working out because it is one, one way to channel some of that energy. You know, a lot of people, you know, rubbing those cars, but it's like, go and work out. Run, go, go sit by the, the waters, you know, go to the park, uh, meditate, walk, meditate, anything. You got to have something to ground you. Music. I, I mean, I do all of this. Listen to music. Uh, I mean, just take, do something that's going to just steal your mind. You know, if you're, you're a spiritual person and they'll, you know, dive deep into that, that spiritual, you know, realm, you know, whatever that your, 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 um, Eth- uh, not ethnicity, but religion, maybe whatever that is. Just, just take the time and and and, and dive into that. You know, just just give yourself some balance in life, because you look up 10, 15 years later, you're like, dang, I haven't done anything but work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's it's it's interesting because years and years and years ago, I was uh, working on cars. So I started out in the early 80s and I worked on, I was a mechanic, I was AC certified mechanic. And then I went into restorations, full restorations. And I was 20 years old and I was doing full restoration, body work and engines, transmissions, everything. And, um, you know, Jody's come back years and years later after we got involved in this. And he's like, why don't you open a shop? And I'm like, because that is where I go to, well, first off, it was crooked <laughs> fingers, but that is where I go, like you said, to, to recharge. And I can do, I can, I can channel my inner Jason Kilmer and sit out and sand on a hood with a, a, a you know, a one inch block for hours on end and just kind of ground myself and lose myself in music and stuff. And it's because I'm not doing this production. When I work on cars, uh, on the other side of things, if we're in an event or we're at Air Force One, it's production. It is it is getting through it and it's doing it. But I don't when I do my own stuff, it is very meticulous and time kind of slips away. Right. So whatever that thing is, and I know that like you said, you, you do some working out in the morning and some kind of self reflection and Jody does a lot of that. Um however you do that, I think people really, really need that. I think that's a, a big thing. I know that at the events we go to with the detail mafia, there's always a big event in the morning There's a charge up and there's a, a, a discussion and a lot of people, you know, anybody that's in some kind of a faith base will do some praying and some different things. But I think that's important to start your day and to end your day with some kind of a reflection. Yeah. Yeah. Because it, it sets a tone, but it's also, for instance, like if you commute to work. So I would, I would have, I would go to work, come home and, it may be an hour drive from work from the office to back to the house. I would literally sit in the driveway 
for several minutes before I go in the house. Just just to cause it, just driving home would be a whole job <laughs> in itself. <laughs> and so it's like, okay, I need to calm down and and still myself because you know I'm not I don't want to take the same energy I just had on the road into the house. So it's the same same way. And yeah. you know, I'm detailing. So it's like I you know go away for a few days. You know, whether it's I don't know, build that into your lifestyle. It doesn't have to be a trip across the country, or out of the country. It can be just get you an Airbnb somewhere in town or in the mountains. We here in Georgia, fortunately we have beaches, we can go to the mountains, we we got several different environments. We go to the lake. So you can go to different places without having to leave the state. So anything Yeah, yeah driving in Atlanta is a mental full contact sport. <laughs> <laughs> and you gotta decompress before going into the house so you don't take it out on the family. So <laughs> So, and, and kind of final wrap up, are there some final kind of tips that you think are really critical for small business owners to implement in their either personal life or in the business life to help them really level up in 2022? Yeah. We don't know what, what's going to happen with this COVID thing. So just keep your finger on the pulse. And I know everybody, some people more, think it's more political. Some people think it's something else you know you know the other than what it is i don't know what it is but i know <laughs> that people are dying and, and people are getting sick around me not just what i see on the news but there are people around me sure. getting in yeah. there. so take that seriously serious and uh be mindful of, of your customers take be mindful when you engage your customers with this even though you may not agree with the situation just be mindful of your customers that this, you know, they might, that may just be that one job, but you don't know what their connection, their ties are to anybody uh, else. Yeah. Be respectful, be respectful of your customer clients. If when you engage them, even though, you know, they may not have on a mask, but you, you know, I generally don't wear anything when I'm wearing, I'm in here at the shop, but just be mindful of your clients and engage them where they are. And I love that. I love it. Engage them where they are. I and love that. that. I, one of the things for 2022, Jody and I, we're, the, the word you're going to hear is we're going to be neutral. We are trying to be Switzerland on a lot of things, and we are going to just try to support the detailing industry and yeah. um, not get caught up in a lot of the political and the personal infighting and all that stuff. Our because, goal was to have an impact yeah, on we, your business. Yeah, we really want to impact people in a positive way. And, and, you know, we're trying to get involved more with the IDA and some of the training events and things. And I, and I really, I encourage people to do that. Reach out, get involved in some committees. You meet some incredible people and you're going to find out different ways to do your business. If your business isn't changing in some way or growing, and growth comes in different strategies, right? It doesn't necessarily just mean dollars. Um, growth can be a new piece of equipment and doing stuff easier. So, like you said, just just be mindful. And and I just I really I really hope that everyone does great. I would love to see the industry grow some more. And uh, you know, I just as our final wrap up, I just hope I wish everybody the best. Uh, I hope everybody wins the lottery and everybody gets all their little dreams answered in 2022, and um, and just has a great year. Yeah. So. How do people contact you, buddy? Uh, you can reach me uh, on Facebook. Uh, yeah, I see a car. Red Clay Detailing, just Google it, and it should come up. 
I'm on pretty much every platform, you, YouTube, um, TikTok. I'm even on TikTok. I'm barely using it, but I'm on there. <laughs> yeah, you have a YouTube channel. You're very <laughs> prolific on Facebook. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I love, like I said before, I really love your demeanor, the way you make feel people feel comfortable around you. And you bring that across all of your communication medias, you know, Facebook, TikTok, I've seen you on TikTok, I've seen you on YouTube. And we just really appreciate you. And we want to thank you for being a guest. Um, and those of you that are tuning in, thank you so much for, for being a part of the podcast. Please remember to like, share, and subscribe. subscribe. And uh, we are ramping up for Mobile Tech Expo into January. Right. So. Just coming fast. We're going to be doing, again, Jody and I are uh, a couple of the featured speakers. Um, we got two different things we're doing. Um, on the business side, one of them is three things you can do right now to impact your business and three things to stop doing right now to, to stop impacting your business in a negative way. So again, I, I'm so glad you came on. I cannot think of a more positive, better way to end this year than to have you as our guest. And we really appreciate everything that you do. I just want to say one thing. Get some software in your business. <laughs> Thank you, brother. Right. We you. appreciate, appreciate that. Um, and so we will see everybody at MTE. And if not, we will see you on YouTube and Facebook and every other platform. Some media we can find. So have a great day. All right. Good seeing you guys. Take care. Thank you, Thank you man. You.